from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to the celebration of this daily televised Mass. My name is Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from my own cousins, the Barreto family from Burlington, Ontario, in memory of their parents, Mike and Lena Barreto. And I was really privileged to do the funerals of both Mike and Lena only last year. They also offer it for my spiritual and physical welfare. I guess they're concerned about it, and I'm grateful for their care. We know that this television mass means, uh, brings meaning to the lives of thousands across Canada and across the world. And on their behalf, I thank the Barreto family from Burlington. And now to celebrate this Eucharist and this feast of St. John Capistrano, a saint of the 14th century, we ask this great saint to intercede for us as we celebrate this Eucharist. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. <clears throat> Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. I, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. The Word of the Lord. longs to see your face. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. 
Established it on the rivers. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Who shall ascend the mountain of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. They receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lord, this is the peace that longs to see your face. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it's going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be a scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Thus, when you go before with your accuser before the magistrate, on the way, make an effort to settle the case, or you may be dragged before the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer throw you in prison. I tell you, 
You will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. The first reading, which my cousin Linda did it, um, when I first came to Canada, she was under 10. Now she's a happily married woman with children of her own. Paul is in prison at this time, the letter to the Ephesians. He's been in prison several times. He's been in prison in Ephesus. He's been in prison in Philippi, in Caesarea, in Rome. They are now four different countries, Turkey and Macedonia, Greece, Israel, and Rome. Turkey is totally Muslim. Israel is Jewish. The others, hopefully, are Christian. It is from this prison, one of them, we do not know which one, that he writes a letter to the Ephesians. Going back to the early church, 50 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the apostles had gathered, the apostles and a few disciples had gathered in what we now know as the Senecal, the upper room. If you go to Jerusalem today, it's just outside the walls of Jerusalem, very close to the tomb of David. And while they are in the room, they are gathered there because of fear of the Jews. And then the Holy Spirit comes down on them. They are filled with enthusiasm. They get out of the cynical, and if you've been there, they would probably go through the dung gate to the Temple Mount. And they would proclaim that Christ has died, and Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. The letter to Paul to the Ephesians is so apt for us as we too are gathered, just like the apostles, in fear. We have the same spirit that comes down upon us in the year 2020. The church is having a new beginning. We too have been gathered in fear, but not fear of anybody persecuting us, but fear of a virus that you and I can't even see that has managed to kill a million people worldwide, and who knows how many more before we get the vaccine. We are also gathered together, but separately. We wear masks. We are bothered about being contaminated. And yet, it's that same spirit that comes down upon us, and it is so apt as we begin a new church, in a way, after the lockdown. When Paul first went to Ephesus, he had preached a charismatic homily, a charismatic teaching. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. And when people began to accept this teaching, he went on to the next stage, which was didactic or catechetical. Then he began to teach them what exactly they meant as believers in a church. What exactly did they mean to practice the faith in Christ? And he gave them seven bases, seven elements that would show what the church was. He said, you are one body. And he was speaking not only of the church at Ephesus as believers in Christ, but a one universal body, a Catholic body. And by Catholic, I don't mean Roman Catholic, but Catholic in the sense it was universal. It included the church in Galatia and the church in Philippi, the church in Thessalonica, church in Athens, church in Corinth, and Jerusalem. They were one body, the body of Christ, the believer in Christ who had died and risen from the dead. 
And they had one spirit, a spirit that would guide them. In the early church, it was a guidance of false prophets and true prophets. They were the only two elements that had problems in those days. Today, we have the spirit in a whole lot of things. What is right? What is wrong? How do we get involved in politics? Do we have a say in our civil society? How do we take care of immigrants? How do we deal with the racial problems? This is the spirit that leads and guides us. And there was one hope. The hope at that time was to sit at the banquet table of the Lord after they had died. They knew that Christ was going to come very soon. That was the belief that everybody had, including Paul, even in their own lifetime. 2,000 years later, the second coming hasn't come. The apocalypse hasn't come. So we still have a hope. And what is the hope that we have today is that we may not be divided among ourselves. It is the hope of one body, one church. And it was a hope in one Lord. In those days, um, whenever the Gentiles had a meal together, they would offer a sacrifice or they would offer a grace towards the emperor whom they considered a god. More or less like we sing the Canadian national anthem before a game. <clears throat> but because of that, they believed that the emperor had some divine powers, and Paul kept on saying to the Ephesians and to the entire church, sorry, you've only got one Lord, and that one Lord is Jesus Christ, who came down from heaven to dwell among us in flesh and to save us from all things. One Lord. Do we have one Lord today? The point is, yeah, you say, well, we don't adore anybody as a God nowadays. But we do adore something which is very material, our cell phones, our, our IT devices. How many of us feel totally naked if there's no Wi-Fi around us? It's that one Lord that we have to ask, do we spend more time with the Lord or do we spend more time with Wi-Fi? And finally, there are the three last things of oneness, one faith, one baptism, one God. As Christians, we are baptized together, and therefore, in that baptism, we are called to be missionaries. We are called to proclaim in the same way as Paul proclaimed the good news to the people in Ephesus, in Macedonia, in Philippi, in Thessalonica, in Athens, and in Corinth. And he did it not once, but he made three of those missionary journeys just to do all those things. And in that time, he, had, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he was thrown into prison. Anybody would say, what's the point of it all? But because of his one faith in Jesus Christ, because he was baptized in the waters, not only the waters of baptism, but by the Spirit, he felt compelled to go out and proclaim this good news in season and out of season. And here he was, now in prison, not knowing when the end was going to come. Today we have in our church a whole lot of people who are not called saints today, but they do exactly what St. Paul did. And I know that from my own uncle and aunt, Mike and Lena Barreto. When I first came down over here, each evening we would gather to pray, and I'd say to myself, they're praying more than I would pray in the seminary. They were really united in faith, in the love for one another, 
And in that little church, I began to realize that all the qualities that St. Paul speaks in this small segment from the letter to the Ephesians was taking place. Hopefully, it's taking place in each one of your families. And in that sense, may God bless you all. Join me now as we pray together. For all those in our daily televised mass community who have been asked to have asked to be included in their prayer book, in the prayer intentions book, we pray to the Lord. In this season, in this month of October, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we pray in Thanksgiving for all the gifts we have been given, especially one faith, one baptism, one church, and one Lord Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our for all those who are suffering due to the COVID-19, for those who are suffering ec economically, for those who are suffering in terms of uh, dis dysfunctional families, we pray to the Lord. Lord and for our sponsors of this Mass, for Joyce and Jennifer, for Janice and Linda, for Frank and Peter and their families, we pray to the Lord. Loving and gracious God, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us and continue to give us day by day through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hand under the praise and glory of God's name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Lord, our God, who once established these created things, sustain us in our frailty. Grant that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For in your goodness you created us, and when we were justly condemned, in mercy you redeemed us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore, and powers tremble before you, heaven and the virtues of heaven, and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. 
May our voices join with theirs as together we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness, make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. <clears throat> In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. Once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. <clears throat> the mystery of faith. as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Thomas our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, and this entire people of God. Remember our brothers and sisters. Remember Mike and Lena Barreto, who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, with St. John Capistrano, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. 
Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. <clears throat> Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. <clears throat> Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Wherever you are, let us share with one another a sign of this peace. <clears throat> Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. Amen. With those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be partakers in the one bread and the one chalice, grant us, we pray, so as to live 
so to live that made one in Christ, we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of the world through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has been celebrated. Go now in the peace of Christ to love and serve the Lord and one another. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Christ is the King, O friends. If you're interested in making monthly donations using the pre-authorized checking method, please call our office at one 3836277 for details. Let's reconcile.